how the bass in jersey boys sounds like someone just trying to be as dumb as possible isn't that the role of anyone who sings bass i think it's the any the role of anyone with a deep voice to be a moron (laughs) think about it there's no i don't know anyone in the world with a low-pitched voice that's not an idiot I mean, Andre the Giant, moron, known fool. Um, Morgan Freeman, (laughs) known fool. I can't think of any people with notably deep voices. Um, but that's because I don't consort with idiots. Yeah, if there's anyone who does have a deep voice that I personally know and hang out with, typically they they up that pitch <laughs> when they're around artificially. Me. Not me. Not me, I say. I just realized uh, my clock's still in the room, so I'm gonna go grab it. My Glock is still in the room. I'm just gonna go grab it. It's not safe. He's going to point his gun up to the camera. Hold me hostage for more points. I just don't understand why there's a fruit fly in my closet. You foolish fly, there's no fruit to be found in here. There's nothing to consume. I'm admonishing a fruit fly that's hovering in front of my computer. Shoe fly, don't bother me. Shoe fly, don't bother me. Randy Newman, known fool. A real dolt. I'll never forget when my extended family came up to me and said, if you're going to call someone dumb, make sure to call them stupid in a way that they wouldn't know. Like a word that's not commonly used. Like dolt. I was like, well, I know that word. I'm picturing your entire extended family surrounding you in a circle at a family gathering, all saying in unison, Dolt. Dolt. (laughs) Dolt. Dolt. And me, like 13 years old, going, I know what this word means. I've been to school. And I think it is notable that English, while not your first language, certainly is mine. (laughs) Trivial information. (laughs) Call me a ding dong and mean it. Your grandma just learned the word gams and she just wants to tell you what it means. Mm -hmm. And wants you to be excited about it. Mm Mm-hmm. She said, Ethan, your gams are giving me the vapors. Please pass the gravy. (laughs) 
Oh, Lordy, she would say. <laughs> With perfect dictation. Sounds eerily similar to my summers growing up on the farm. When you'd speak to the cows? Mm-hmm. Welcome to a new edition of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. It's a slow roll in, because we're doing this episode till the cows come home. Moo-oo. This is a podcast, unfortunately. One of the many in existence, and probably one that would benefit the world simply by going away. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But we will not. As we are the only net negative game show where one of us is quizzed on a movie they haven't seen. A unique idea, languishing <laughs> in obscurity. I am your co-host, Ethan, a genius unknown to his peers. But after my death, I know I'll strike it rich. And this is your other co-host. Ah, just normal guy, Wes. The one causing us. <laughs> To be where we are today. Yeah, I'm just happy hosted... to be here. Not really, as, you know, aspiring towards it. Scholars anything. will say that had Ethan Jesse hosted this podcast alone and only quizzed himself, he would have been propelled to the, to the greatest heights of fame. I do think it's... Uh... It'd be an interesting podcast if you just made like a generic quiz and see like and episode by episode tested to see if it was like applicable to, to every any movie. movie. Yeah, and then find the one movie that is the most generic. Rocky. And I tell you what, it wouldn't be City Slickers by oh. Billy Crystal. It wouldn't be City Slickers. It would not be City Slickers. That movie is not as generic as you would think it was. So City Slickers and Rocky are like oil and water. They cannot try as you might to mix the two together. They will always separate. You know who else is a little like water and oil? Brandy and Mr. Whiskers. Hmm. Struggling to remember who they are off the top of my head. (laughs) I think it's a, I, I believe it was a Disney Channel cartoon. Uh, about a ra- a fucked up rabbit and a dog trying to survive in the jungle together. Oh. Yeah, I can picture the dog. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're stranded in the Amazon rainforest. Ashley Tisdale plays the dog? Let's see. The theme song goes like this. While no, Kaylee Cuoco. Oh, Harley Quinn. To some. (laughs) Penny to most. (laughs) Penny to most, Harley Quinn to some. And oldest daughter in Eight Simple Rules to me. I guess she's in the flight attendant now. People seem to be enjoying that television program. Did you ever watch the TV show Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter? Uh, I'll tell you one uh, one reason why I, I just ignored you asking me that question. 
And the answer is too much of that show. <laughs> no, I've never really? heard of it. Oh. No, despite the TV that I uh, grew up in the vicinity of, Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Daughter was not one of them. For dating my teenage I, daughter. For dating my teenage daughter. And I know what else people might have thought was on the television in my household, but it was also not shit my dad says. <laughs> Starring William Shatner. Uh, I think it's unfair to compare the two, because shit my dad says only lasted less than a season, Us, I think. Yeah, it was le- it was canceled prematurely, I think. Prematurely? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it never should have been greenlit. Uh, no, no one's Twitter feed should ever get greenlit into a television show, except for Drill. Uh, what about Elon? So we're talking about a little movie called One Night in Miami, a movie that uh, Wes spent longer than needed to finish. <laughs> I assume only because he was pausing to ruminate on the film as it went on. Yeah, I had a a tall glass of brandy that I was swishing, and I had one arm behind my back while I took a swig, and I was like looking over the city of Milwaukee. There are a lot of quick pauses where you just went, hmm. This is, of course, how he watches all movies. From Coco to... One night in Miami, all the way to everything, Venom everywhere, all two, at once. Venom two, Leather <laughs> Carnage. <laughs> CK loves FB. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> so I asked you what you knew about the movie and why you hadn't seen it. You described to me the plot of The Hangover. <laughs> For the Venn diagram of these two movies, I did give you half a point. I can't believe it. <laughs> because it is four guys in a traditionally vacation location. Although I don't know if I would call the four men in this movie just four guys. <laughs> I took half a point for that description. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. Half a point more than I was expecting. Uh, mm-hmm. I dedicate it to um, The Hangover 3. Mm-hmm. You received no other points for the open-ended <laughs> section. Uh, moving on to multiple choice. <laughs> you received no points for the multiple choice section. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh, but if I wanted to talk about some favorite things that you missed, uh, the first multiple choice question was, why does that white guy not let Jim Brown in his house to move a bureau? Uh, you would assume it's because he cared about Jim and didn't want him to get hurt before a football game. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. <laughs> it's, it's because uh, he's just black. It's it's really just your good old-fashioned racism. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes the fastball is the one that confuses you the most. Uh, Ethan says this uh, as a big old baseball fan. I do like baseball. Not as much as Troy Maxson, but I do like baseball. What's your team? The Cubs. Are you a Cubby? Yeah, where the fuck? uh... 
Wow. Of all sports for that I would peg you to be interested in, wouldn't be baseball. One of the most boring of sports. What? Baseball's cool, dude. Baseball's boring as hell. <laughs> go back go back on my Facebook and watch the baseball game that I watched in Japan. That was one of the most fun sporting experiences that I've ever been to. Well, I saw a video recently of baseball mascots in Japan like dueling it out on the baseball field. That's not that even part of the game. That seems interesting. Everyone's <laughs> always talking about the mascots. And yes, the mascots are better in Japan. But uh, they got that one guy who's a fish. Uh, and he walks around in a big fish head. And then sometimes leaps out of the <laughs> mouth to reveal that he's just a skeleton man. <laughs> so he's dressed as a skeleton? As a skeleton of the fish? Yes, the fish is skeleton. Ah, that's pretty cool. It's fucking rad. Uh, I can't remember who he's the mascot of, but he's great. Um, but anyway, baseball's cool. I like it. I think it's more interesting than football because football has too short of downs. And it's like there's too much sustained cranial damage to, for me to get behind it. Uh, but professional wrestling is cool. Just got to say, uh, I think you're in the real minority of people our age. I, you know, baseball's a, a dying sport. And you know what? I have that Cubs shirt. I'm not about to sit here and defend the team as it is now. Fairweather fan. Hell yeah, I am, dude. <laughs> um, You said Muhammad Ali idolizes his opponent. That's not true. Nope. He idolizes heel wrestler Gorgeous George. <laughs> Which I thought was awesome. I didn't mean to look him up. Is he in fact gorgeous? Did you ever look up a picture of him? If as as like a wrestler back in the time that this movie takes place, having long blonde, like kind of curly, wavy hair was really all you needed to be considered gorgeous. <laughs> but he is built like a nineteen fifties bodybuilder, so like Okay. Not really. But if you do look at any, I do encourage anyone listening to this to find a video of Gorgeous George in the ring. He's incredible. He was like a Great Depression era wrestler too. And he'd walk around the ring going, look at all this money I have. <laughs> this I might be confusing two wrestlers. Um, but Gorgeous George also would like spit on his opponents, would like whip his sweat towel at them during uh, matches. He's great. A great idol that makes a lot of sense for who Cassius Clay became. Do you know who um, my favorite boxer is? Um, Jack Dempsey? Mitt Romney. <laughs> Do you ever <laughs> see him boxing? No, of course not. He uh, boxed uh, Mike Tyson, I think. Should have been the one who's eerie bit off. For any listener uh, interested, just Google Mitt Romney boxing. He was my phone background for like a year. Uh, you thought there'd be a glass of milk in the fridge. You were close. It's vanilla ice cream. Hmm. It's a pretty fucking boring party. It's a party of ideas. <laughs> it's not what Sam wanted it to be. Not at all. <laughs> I don't think it's what Jim wanted it to be. I don't think it's what Cash wanted it to be. Well, by the end of it, I don't think it's what Malcolm wanted it to be. 
Four dudes having the worst time of their <laughs> life. Uh, until later for most of them. Uh, moving on to true or false. You did get two points in this section, so not bad. Uh, you got correct that Leslie Odom Jr. sings. I thought that would be a fun curveball that he didn't provide his own voice. Yeah. Uh, and then you also got correct that Malcolm X... Ha- I said Malcolm X has only been to one of Sam Cooke's shows. You said false, uh, which is correct. Yes. You then clarified that he had he had been to zero. What, Cassius Clay? No, Malcolm. Well, Malcolm said he was at he went to five of them. Correct. So you did get the point for huh. saying that my statement was false. He did go to five shows. So I was true. You were true on that. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then one of my favorite little bits is, uh, I said Cash pauses to look in the mirror after his fight, uh, to state that he is upset that he was hit. Do you remember what he says when he looks in that mirror? Something like, damn, I'm good looking. How did I get so good looking? He said, how did I get so pretty? (laughs) (laughs) I love the guy that plays Cassius Clay in this movie. I think he gets a little hung up on trying to do the voice right. Yeah. But I, I like his performance. Yeah, I, that scene would have stuck out more to me if um, that just wasn't me every single morning. <laughs> You're like, this is just what you do any given morning. Anytime you pass a mirror, this is a requirement. Yeah. Frankly, it's weird the other three aren't doing it. Uh huh. I'm like, why are they? La- What's the big deal? What's the laugh? Self esteem. Really just... Yeah. Healthy self esteem. Mm hmm. Uh, and then I got you the screenshot, and believe it or not, sorry, Wes, what's going on in that screenshot? I don't know if you recall. Oh, I've got to pull it up. It's probably easier to do it on Twitter. Uh, nope. I gave you two screenshots put together for one scene. All right. We got Uncle Henry looking at a letter. Oh. (laughs) Everyone, I did recently rewatch Return to Oz. Uh, I do think that movie still kicks ass. (laughs) It's bad. It's frankly terrible. Anytime Jack Pumpkinhead opens his mouth, I wish he was dead. (laughs) I like that movie. Okay, the first screen grab you sent me... I really do not recall what that is. Alright, so I'll revisit it. This is the scene where... Malcolm X goes to the closet and says, I got this for you. And then he takes out. Oh, yes, record. yes. The Bob Dylan blowing yes. in the wind. And then uh, the other screen grab is from the same scene or a little bit before where he's just chewing out Sam Cook for uh, only looking out for himself, not for his community. How could you not make blowing in the wind Sam Cook? Yeah. Fair question. I think about, you know, I 
fall asleep every night in tears asking myself <laughs> the same thing. That's called healthy self-esteem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know you can do better. That's Folks, this is the amount of belief that Wesley Corpola has <laughs> in himself. That he cries himself to sleep knowing there's not enough time in the day for him to do better. You know, when you're just online playing house flipper for most of your day off. <laughs> it's sometimes hard to prioritize uh, creating a intergener- uh, multi-generational uh, musical <laughs> hit. <laughs> I have sent Wesley so many games, <laughs> movies, TV shows, comic books to read. And he spends his entire day off playing House Flipper. Hey, I just started it up this last weekend. I'm in a little bit of a kick in it. It will I die. I purchased him a video game. And it's not currently on my desktop, so I forget <laughs> about it. Until uh, I see your ugly face. Uh, so... Wes, you did correctly state that Malcolm's having fun and he's telling two other guys off. I said I would give you half a point for identifying the other, (laughs) at least one of the other two men, (laughs) for which you had a 50% chance of getting at least one. Uh You said that it was Jim Brown and Cassius Clay. Not sure what you thought either of those men looked like, uh, but you got Jim. Yeah. The least compelling of the four characters. And he should be, as he is the only one who is still alive and the only one that did support Donald Trump. (laughs) So, yeah, maybe don't (laughs) give that guy as much screen time. Uh, yeah, I remember researching this him? movie. I remember researching this movie after it came out. I was like, "Yeah, th- uh, these guys probably did a lot of good work." And then I was like, "But who's Jim Brown? He's the one I know very much the least about." Right. I checked him out, and I was like, "Oh, oh <laughs> no! <laughs> Why?" <laughs> Just replace him with OJ. <laughs> <laughs> OJ wouldn't have done the slap. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Wes, I don't know if you were trying to keep track of your own score. Where do you think you're at right now? You did get two oh. and a half points for yeah. the screenshot. I think I'm at three and a half? Uh, no, but you are at five. Oh, oh, that's better than I was expecting. I'll take it. <laughs> But you don't have to take it because you have the opportunity to be better. Just like you tell yourself every morning. Mm-hmm. I know it's impossible, Wesley, but today I can be better. I can, With, not you. No, me, I, never. <laughs> I do not have healthy self-esteem. I take a bath every night and cr- of my own tears. <laughs> and then I, and then I, as, it, as, the, as the water spirals down, I go, there it is. My self-esteem going down the drain. So here's our open-ended bonus question. Okay. What song does Sam perform at the end of the movie on the Johnny Carson show? Um. Oh, a change is going to come. 
I was going to be really upset with Wesley. Uh, for the folks at home, he just finished the movie. <laughs> I would have remembered it. That's a very, I would say, one of the more memorable moments of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, multiple choice. What does Malcolm have his daughter find in a book uh, when he's on a phone call with her? Do you want to try this with no multiple no. choice? All right. A, a picture he thinks she'd like. B, a note. C, a quote from the Quran. Or D, money as a gift. A quote? Uh, it's just a note. Hmm. I was pausing most at the beginning. Which is why I was like, man, this is slow. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> Look, we don't, we'll hear how you feel about the movie in a little bit. Uh, and then the final bonus question, true or false, Cash and Sam give money to some kids outside a liquor store. I don't think that's true. It's true. Huh. They give those boys $20. <laughs> All right. So then let's go ahead and talk about this movie. Wesley, would you rewatch it? Hmm. I might rewatch it once in the future. But is this going to be like a regular rewatch for me? Probably not. This probably would have been a movie. If it had come out when I was in high school, early college, I would probably see this movie a couple times. Um, it was, this movie definitely feels like something, uh, I would have been really into when I was a history major. Mm. Um, and also the kind of dramas that I was interested in, in in high school as well. I find it that the conversations in it interesting. Mm -hmm. I would overall say the movie's good i think Mm -hmm. borderline fine um i imagine it would make for a more compelling play Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) uh there's only so much you can do camera work wise um but this definitely feels like this feels like a lot of plays with white people who sit in a room and just talk and talk and talk. And it felt kind of refreshing to see uh, it done differently with uh, major black historical figures and uh, the football guy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Football. Mr. NFL. (laughs) Nate F He's getting into movies. Um, they really could have gone into like the exploitation of black actors in cinema at this period of time, but I feel like they didn't even just athletes. because of who Jim Brown was. I mean, or even athletes, but they don't touch on him at all. I don't think they needed to. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I found the kind of intellectual conversations going on in it to be compelling once we get there it takes a while for us to get to them just being in the room i think it i don't know i haven't seen the play or i haven't read the play either so i don't know what it's like 
on stage, but I think it would have been more compelling if we had just started in Medias Day. In Medias Day, it's called. Is that you pronouncing in media res, but with a D instead of an R? <laughs> it's the accent. He's uh, fluent in Latin, folks. Mm-hmm. But he's off the market. <laughs> How about you? Would you rewatch this movie? Something tells me no. No, I probably would still re I do I actually quite like this movie. This is one of my favorite play adaptations. Uh I actually think Regina King does an amazing job for her directorial debut with this uh I like a lot of the shot composition. It's very simple, but I feel like it works for a lot of what it is. Um, Regina King, your debut was really simple. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it's... According to Ethan. (laughs) A lot of people try to go super big, but I feel like the shots and direction that she chooses for things are very refined in their subtlety. We should have had a shot through a vent grate when Malcolm felt like he was really trapped. Mm-hmm. We should have had, during the the part where they're throwing his camera around, the lens should have been the camera being thrown from actor to actor. We should have seen more lens flare. And there should have been more opportunities when they're in the apartment and someone gets sad. You hear uh, Stinger go, and they should have gone on an adventure (laughs) they should have killed the guy who tried to kill Malcolm X they should have gone to Vegas (laughs) and one of them should have gonna get married (laughs) Uh, no but I I I do really like this movie Uh, as someone who had done history projects on Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali. My ass is sitting going, uh-huh, uh-huh, they got it. They nailed it. <laughs> As a historian. So you were the <laughs> fucking guy with the brandy. <laughs> yeah, it was me. It was me this time. The one that is normally the fool. The deeper-voiced moron of this show was the literate one <laughs> critiquing the film on its historical merit. Speaking of historical merit, I have some uh, history-related questions for my black class. <laughs> that I'm going to try Ooh, and trip you on. Uh, I do also want to add, I think it's weird that we had a British guy play Malcolm X. I do agree that that was weird. I don't think it's weird. I think he did a good job. I'm not saying he didn't do a good job. I liked his performance. It's like... People saying, like, Superman can't be played by I also guy. think we have too many British superheroes. Who the fuck cares at the end of the day? <laughs> They're just actors. And I think that actors don't deserve rights, which is why I stopped being one <laughs> and became a podcaster. Someone with clout and influence that everyone listens to. <laughs> and rights. <laughs> and rights. I think you said W R I T E S. Because <laughs> every podcaster is a writer in their own mind. Oh, and then uh, I guess the second question is this movie better than most of the movies we've done for the podcast? 
I think it's better than most. I think there are some that are better than it, though, that we've watched. Yeah. I agree. Uh, And then Wesley... But by no means is it a return to the slop in the mud. Yeah. What... I need everyone to know how much Wes is hungry to return to the shit and filth. I just want to watch Fantastic Beast 3. JK, please just rescind your comments about trans people so I can see it in theaters, please. (laughs) But it would be... You're not seeing it in theaters because of how funny it would be for this to be the, the last film. Oh, I just read a Twitter thread where they just like in reshoots. It was obvious that they in the last ten minutes. Oh, of the, the movie, Jenny Nicholson just, thread. Yeah. yeah, they just wrap everything up anyways. Oh, I just want to see it. But unfortunately, we have better movies oh. planned for the rest of the year, so Wes cannot do it for the show. It's like force me to eat fucking broccoli. <laughs> But it's not, and when Wes says watching better movies is like eating vegetables, he doesn't mean it in the- They're not uh, dipped in ranch. (laughs) They're not dipped in ranch. He doesn't mean it in the Trevor Noah way where it's like, oh, I can't watch prestige cinema. The food that Wes wants to eat is licking shit, (laughs) dog shit off the ground. It's not like fast food. I just want to drink out of a toilet that hasn't been flushed. <laughs> These are the type of movies that Wes would prefer to be watching right now. Uh, Wes, your total score for One Night in Miami is a big old six. Yeah, I'll take it. That's how I identify on the attractiveness scale as well. Mm-hmm. Six out of six. Mm-hmm. Six, six, six. <clears throat> Sixy boyfriend. We'll be right back to talk about <laughs> Black Klansman. Ooh, we should see the movie Real Steel sometime. I am genuinely curious about the Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie. Real Steel, or are they making a Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie? What is Real Steel if not the Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie? It's an adaptation I... of a Twilight Zone episode. That's what it is. It is? Yeah. An episode called Real Steel. Because I remember watching yeah. the trailer and going, wow, it's Rock'em Sock'em Robots. No, it's an adaptation of a Twilight Zone episode. But they made a Rock'em Sock'em Robots out of Real Steel. Yeah, probably. You ever played that game? Like the, yeah, the physical the thing, yeah. yeah, the physical, yeah. It doesn't fucking work. Yeah, it's just like you're just banging these things around, and the it would work better if the stage was heavier. But every time that you yeah, start, you're moving picking around, it up in yeah. the air. Mm-hmm. I remember my brother and I put. We didn't get a Rock'em Sock'em Robots until we were like, until we could drive, until we could both drive, <laughs> drive to go buy one. Yeah, so we we drove to the store and we bought it for ourselves. Our parents didn't ever get us one because I don't know they bought us video games that were better. Yeah, um, but we finally get it. We set it up. 
we're lifting into the air. And the only way that we are able to get the head to come up is by punching the buttons <laughs> as hard as we possibly uh-huh. can. Yeah, you're supposed to just go absolute ham on it. <laughs> like, how are children supposed to play this game with their thumbs? There's no way they know. could generate the power necessary to destroy Red Robot. It makes me wonder if they're so mass-produced now that they're not as good as they once were. Kind of like how Nerf guns are bad now. Yeah. Hmm. It's worth thinking about. And yo-yos. It's, Ma- it's Mattel. Well, they don't make them like Duncan. I don't know if you've... Uh, Kira and I have started watching Legends of the Hidden Temple on Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> And it's very funny that the first prize for that, uh, for the people who leave, is either uh, Nesquik, just like one container of Nesquik, or a box of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second elimination prize is a Dunkin' Yo-Yo. It's kind of like the price is right if someone only wins something on contestants row. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess you're walking home with arm and hammer because <laughs> you guessed the price of it <laughs> uh we should start doing prizes i think i think at the end of every season we should send each other a prize much like a bottle of chocolate syrup or a box of arm and hammer i think that'd be fun or like if we just limit to like five dollars on amazon yeah two dollars on amazon what could two dollars get two dollars on amazon two dollars on amazon is okay folks start putting in some recommendations for what wes and i could win each season (laughs) that we have to buy each other oh so would we tell each other at the beginning of the season what's at stake or i think i think at the beginning of every season we should have what the prize will be for the season and we're really gonna fight to win it okay and should we do two separate prizes, one for points and one for prediction? Oh, or will this be the final straw that makes us determine which is more important? <laughs> <laughs> We're actually going to really want it. Uh, we, we can't start it till next season. All right. You know what? I'm going to win. I think the prize should be one of those little... Um, rubber uh flippy things that you push inside out and then you put it down and it springs really high up in the air i'm just gonna get you a single triple a battery <laughs> i need them they're so uh folks vote in the comments should the prize be a plastic flippy thing or one triple a battery <laughs> But uh, we're coming back. We're talking the movie that I am now. Klansman. A Klansman who is He is now a black Klansman. I was just completing his thought. Mm -hmm. One. So I had this idea while writing the quiz. And it is. Spell the title of this movie with the correct capitalizations. Capital B. Are you just reading no. off of the fucking... 
spreadsheet. C K. Uppercase K. Lowercase K. L A N S M A. I'm gonna tell you right now. I wrote it wrong on the spreadsheet. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Why? This is what I get for trusting. Why haven't you seen it? What do you know about it? I never should have. Um, I haven't seen it because I'm pretty sure this came out the year that I moved to Japan, and it was like in theaters, and I was like, "Oh, I want to see that," but I have to leave this country. Uh, and by the time I got back, I didn't know how to watch it anymore. <laughs> I think it did. You know what? I'm actually remember remembering seeing a poster for it, but there were like no showings and getting to the movie theater was a pain in the ass. I watched three movies while I lived in Japan. I watched Avengers... Uh, I think I watched Endgame in Japan. Uh, I watched Captain Marvel, and I watched The Sting. What was The Sting again? Is that the Melissa McCarthy? That's heat. That's the heat. <laughs> <laughs> the Sting is a movie we're doing next season. Oh, okay. It's a classic film. Whatever. So Whatever. just write this down in your notes. When I quiz you on the classic movie, The Sting, Melissa McCarthy is not <laughs> in it. I'm going to say it anyway, just to cover my ass. <laughs> just in case I'm lying. I'm winning that battery. Kelly, okay, you are. What do you know about it? Do you know anything about it? Uh, I know Topher Grace is in this movie. Do you know what he plays? As uh, he plays David Duke, I think, the leader of the Ku Klux Klan. Do you know what the Klan is? <laughs> um, just a <laughs> group of dads who hang out after work. The Klan's probably like a group. I'm not saying that there aren't dads in the Klan. There definitely are. Being a dad does not exonerate you from the crimes you commit joining the Ku Klux Klan. And I'm putting, I'm putting wow. that on record. Not a lot of fellow dads out there would be willing to go that far. You and I are dads, and that keeps us safe. But if we joined the Klan, we lose our clean, our clean dad slate. Well, you're going to say our clean kids. <laughs> our our children are impure by virtue of us joining the clan. Um, what else happens in this movie? It's not. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who the main the lead actor in this movie is, and I keep thinking that it's Eddie Griffin, and I can't say it's not because I just don't know what he's done after Undercover Brother. <laughs> Which I feel is somewhat similar okay. to this movie in plot. Uh, I'm sure that this movie is based on historical events. Something that uh, 
this this really happened, which is why real people are in it. Um, and it's probably about a black person going undercover in the Ku Klux Klan. It is not the Dave Chappelle sketch, where a blind black man is a member. All of right. The Why does Ron Stallworth get promoted to be a detective? Um. He closed a major tax fraud ring. Okay. I watched him make millionaires. And I think about that a lot. I thought you were going to say you watched uh, Richie Rich. Unfortunately, no. The closest I'll ever get to Richie Rich is blank check. <laughs> Richie Rich is better than blank check. Uh, they're probably the same level of <laughs> I would not. I would say blank check is at a full F. You did this to me. This There's is no your pedophilia. fault. I will not <laughs> watch. Bla- I will never. I will never watch Richie Rich because you Come made on. me watch. I, I poisoned rich kids against you. <laughs> I will. You poisoned the entire genre of children falling into money. I can't even watch any. So someone who's just abjectively poor coming across some money <laughs> i can't watch i can't not watch them if they're an adult sure if they're a child All never stories are now gone an orpher <laughs> an orpher an orpher a kid an orpher gerding murner no sorry ethan suck it on a marble right now no. <laughs> it reminds me of the time that you choked on the pen cap. And we all thought you were just doing it for laughs. Have we told that story on this show? I'm sure we have. I'm sure. Uh, if I die, it will be in a group full of people who, res- <laughs> who quote unquote respect me thinking that I'm doing a bit. It did not happen once at our improv practices. Uh, it happened to two other people where serious accidents happened and we thought they were both bits. <laughs> I don't know how your team survived getting out of college. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man, I think about Kyle under the chair constantly and how poorly I handled that situation. Uh, he's a doctor. <laughs> he, he figured, figured it, out it out himself. Hey, Kyle, if you're listening, I hope you're doing well. He's not listening. <laughs> what mistake does Ron make when he first calls the clan? We're still an open-ended damn. Uh, he... Doesn't say howdy. He doesn't greet them in a way that they find appropriate. There, let me broaden that net for you. 
Well, either way, wrong. Um, <laughs> what personal? He forgot that he's black. He Aaron forgot that he's black. <laughs> In the title. <laughs> He forgot he was black. <laughs> we all forgot! <laughs> like, oh, boy. <laughs> what personal stake does Adam Driver's character oh, have in the investigation? Adam's in this movie. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Driver. Driver. I'm a big fan. I write a... What personal stake does his character have uh, in the investigation of the clan? He's trying to... He's trying to get justice against someone in his own family. Yeah. That sounds good. I like that answer. That's broad enough to be possible. Who said that? (laughs) Whoever said that answer is a really cool guy. We got a smart guy on the show today. Special guest, smart guy. (laughs) Special guest, someone who knows what they're fucking doing. (laughs) Guys, this is the first time I might win this season Um, (laughs) in a long time. I'm really feeling myself. In more ways than one. What is the clan in Colorado... (laughs) What is the clan in Colorado Springs planning on doing? Assassinating a government official. Pull that out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Where'd this smart guy come from? (laughs) (laughs) More like a smart ass. All right. Multiple choice. How does Ron get a hold of David Duke? A, he just cold calls him. Mm-hmm. B, David Duke calls him randomly. Okay. C, he wins a clan new membership sweepstakes. Or D, a police officer in the department knows him. I'm not saying I do. I want to. I want to make it very clear. I do think that David Duke is the type of guy who would respond to a cold call positively, because I think he's a fucking weirdo. But I don't think that's the correct answer. I will say a cop knows him, primarily because there are always cops in the clan. There's so many. It it would be weird if a cop did not personally know David Duke. <laughs> If you're a police officer and you're listening to this podcast, what are you going to do about it? Uh... (laughs) I've openly invited doxing before. I have never openly said, come and kill me before. If that's what it takes for this podcast to really take off. If this is what it takes for me to win a battery. Hey, I... It's the points. It's the points that matter, not your your life. This is the exact opposite of whose line is it anyway? If you die, I technically win. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't wait for you to chant that over my grave. And I'll be talking to Kara. I just want to make it clear. 
I just want to make it clear. I won on a technicality. I still I'll be won. talking to uh, uh, a grieving Kira. I'm like, I know it's hard for you, but he did promise me this prize. <laughs> and he has to pay for it. <laughs> what kind of relationship does Ron develop with the president of the Black Student Union? A, purely adversarial. B, sexual romantic. C, initially romantic, but mostly platonic. Or D, familial. I'm going to hope C. I feel like this movie was received relatively positively. And I I don't... Even if the Black Student Union is, is like a college student, I feel weird about a detective... Having a romantic sexual relationship with a college student? I know that I brought up 22 Jump Street on this show, and that was me. I thought you were just being... And I didn't I have a problem then. Puritanical. <laughs> I think sex is bad, and we shouldn't do it. It's gross and weird. <laughs> and also, it should not be familial. That is disgusting. <laughs> and, and a relationship being familial... Is neither engaging nor pure. Family is blood and nothing else. Who is the target of the clan? A. Ron. B. Patrice, the president of the Black Student Union. C. Stokely Carmichael. Or D. The Colorado Springs Police Department. As I said before, police very much in league with the Klan. Um, <laughs> Wes gives a very shifty eyebrow <laughs> raise. Um, so I'm going to say, man, I definitely know about Stokely okay. Carmichael. Why does David Duke come to Colorado Springs? A, to induct Ron into the Klan. B, to campaign for Congress. C, to meet up with his mistress. Or D, to lead a Klan march through downtown. Congress. Okay. Extra credit, does Duke ever really meet Ron Stallworth? Meet the real Ron Stallworth, I should say. I'll say no. This is a weird question to ask. Is Jesse Plemons in this movie? I feel like this is a movie that Jesse Plemons <laughs> would be in. Uh, now that you mentioned it, yeah, I think he's not in it, but I, I yeah. <laughs> you understand if, the if sentiment? If the movie takes place in the West, I feel like Jesse Plemons should be in it. Mountain I think if country. there's a movie with like dicey <laughs> race relations, Jesse Plemons would be in it. As like a bad guy. What is the last thing Patrice and Ron see in the movie? A. David Duke getting arrested on TV. B. The clan criminals getting released from prison. C. A flaming cross surrounded by clan members. Or D. Their baby crying in Patrice's arms. Crying baby is what you are is what i am but it's not the correct answer 
No, crying baby. A bee, a wee baby. <laughs> True or false? The clan hosts a Gone with the Wind movie night. Now, the question here is, is it Gone with the Wind or is it a different movie? And I will say, yes, it is Gone with the Wind. Okay. I'm going to go true so that I can get it true. By the end of the movie, Ron doesn't believe the police can be reformed. Absolutely true. In all counts. Is this the most anti-police I've been on our show? <laughs> so anti-police that you're inviting them to kill you. Uh, Ron, <laughs> Ron gets arrested by fellow police officers in this movie. Um... On one hand, I feel like that's a thing that definitely does happen during undercover operations. Like, even just normally as a mistake. Um, but I've also said true and been so anti-police that I wonder if it's taking me the wrong direction. But I'll still say true. I think I'll, I think I'll go with my gut. True or false, Ron successfully runs a sting on a racist cop who mistreated Patrice. false stings are hard it's not your fault ron the fbi gets involved in ron's investigation of the clan true that sounds cool i feel like it's a good way to raise the stakes and finally from a narrative (laughs) perspective and finally true or false trump is in this movie this did come out during like a time period where we just taking pot shots at Trump. Unfairly? That's how it comes across when you say no, pot no, shots. What I, what I mean what I more mean What I more mean, I, more yeah, mean I'm anti, I, I do mean I, that kind I'm of. anti-police, but I'm very pro-Trump. <laughs> After how the police unfairly targeted the January Six yeah, it's like they should have let him go. And it's not like it's not like there weren't any police in that crowd. Um no, what I what I'm meaning is like is this one that did it in like a good, actually critical way, or just an orange man <laughs> orange man bad kind of way? Um False. I I hope he's not in it. Mostly just because I hate seeing him. Okay. It's been a while. This is my hope alone point. It's false because I don't want to see him. And since it's been a long time, the audience can remember that the hope alone point does not score either of us any additional points. It's solely a moral It's so that you, the audience, can learn a little bit more about who Wesley and I are as people. Okay, screen grab has been sent. Ethan, tell me what's going on in this scene of the movie. Uh, one second. Uh, 
<clears throat> yeah, that's not Eddie Griffin. That's not Eddie Griffin at all. And I should have known that. I should have known better. Hey, we're doing better. Uh we're we're doing we as a collective are doing better. I mentally am not doing well. Um <laughs> But uh, overall, as a person, I, I would like to do better. But I, as evidenced by my answers on this quiz, I'm I'm just not. I'm just not. <laughs> it's a desire, but not a not a not a. Anyway, this picture. I need to quiz um, you on the secret. We next. have. <laughs> I never got past vision board. That's one of my favorite Always Sunny jokes. They read the first chapter of The Secret, and they're all like pointing at their vision boards. They don't do anything else. Not that The Secret is anything else. Hey, if you have cancer and you're trying to put out into the universe that you're going to get cured and you end up dying from it, it's your own fault. So you didn't believe it? <laughs> oh, yeah. We didn't talk about wish chambers on this show before. Um. So this is a club. Everyone here has an afro. Everyone in frame has an afro, which I think is fun. Uh, this is Ron dancing with. I'm gonna assume that. Uh. Club president? I don't remember what club Black said Steve it Union. was. But she's the president. She is the president of that club. They're having a good time, but they also have what appears to be a camera <laughs> pointed at them? It's actually very hard to find really a variety of different scenes for this movie just from a Google search. It's mostly just like... uh just pictures of the actors just like sitting <laughs> mm-hmm. well like that's that's the that's the problem that i come come across every week a little behind the scenes action for the audience wes's screen grabs are generally better than mine in terms of quality because he pulls them from google mine are often shit because when i watch a movie i think of a very specific scene uh which no one ever uploads to the internet unless it's in the most dog shit quality, which is why they're all <laughs> pictures of my television. Um, but in terms of what makes a better question, they're both bad. Uh, but yeah, there's a camera pointed at these two. I don't think that this is like some pseudo documentary movie. Uh, so this is like something that Ron is very I'm just telling you right now that camera for. is likely like them filming this scene like this is a behind the scenes picture. This is a behind the scenes picture. Oh. That's what I meant by bringing that up. <laughs> I don't want you to <laughs> ruminate on the camera. I see. I see. Um they're having a good time, but this is also an investigation under disco light. Uh, 
I also think she's teaching him dance moves because of how uh, he's watching her. I'm so fucking hungry. Anything else? Where in the movie does this fall? Oh, yeah, thanks. This is... This is cheese in the middle, smack dab in the middle. You remember those commercials? Well, but I well, did well. completely remember the commercial that you sent of the voice activated diary <laughs> because my brother and I, whenever we used to hold the book before we started reading it, we would say dancer. <laughs> dancer. <laughs> it's such a funny commercial uh, solely because. Her her performance, the little brother's performance, they're all and awful. right when I started playing it, with like within a couple seconds before they even start talking about the diary, Takar was like, "Oh, I know what you're watching." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was on TV all the time. I don't know a single person who had one of those journals. Not that I know a lot of people. Dancer. Okay, this commercial. It's so loud. I. Huh. I don't know if I remember this Chips Ahoy commercial. You probably think of Chunky Chips Ahoy. Oi, 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 more frequently. I don't know. Yeah. I would have to. Now I'm going to look and watch Chips Ahoy commercials, see which ones I remember. Because I had actually completely forgotten about this they were good. stop motion <laughs> cookie. I liked these commercials. I really liked these Chips Ahoy commercials. I thought they were, were well put together. They were always on uh, Kids mm-hmm. WB. So, uh, my main takeaway from this episode, everyone listening, is. Go watch commercials from the early 2000s because they're better than commercials now. I ran a study. It's just true. <laughs> and no, he will not be released. I, will, I refuse because it's not peer-reviewed. I did actually spend like three days just watching commercials from... <laughs> like different decades and then when i got to this decade i was like some of these are okay most of them are boring hey it's better than when i two years ago just spent a week just watching uh richard simmons workout videos (laughs) sitting down completely still at work like that's what i had on in the background i mean it's not like you're gonna pay (laughs) i'm struggling at work right now to like put something on in the background that's not engaging put on some richard simmons went into the old i'll consider it i'll probably do that for a little bit because i've been trying to listen to music but i need something that's like minorly visually engaging too Oh, it's that for sure. There's definitely going to be points where the audio catches your attention. You're like, wait, what? (laughs) Who are these guys? This is a good episode. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, now that we're just so self-congratulatory, uh, you've been listening to the game show. <laughs> we ain't seen nothing yet. One of our better ones, apparently. According to me, if you didn't think so, for <laughs> once in your goddamn life, tell me what you thought of the show. <laughs> the current score is Ethan, 21, Wes, 30 and a half. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at We Ain't Seen It. On Twitter, you can follow Ethan at Powerful Goose and on Letterboxd at E Geese. And you can follow me on Baby West uh, at Baby Westley on either platform. And remember, Ethan hates police but loves <laughs> Donald Trump. And dancer. <laughs> and remember, you can watch this movie via renting. Sorry. Thank <music> you.